0: When you're trying to look cool to do an intro, you probably you probably don't want to set yourself on fire. I almost set myself on fire with my fucking zippo. Uh, I think by now I actually wrote this one down. This is the first intro that I've written down. I think by now everyone knows that I'm not the tree hugging environmentalist hippie. I personally I don't enjoy long walks in the woods or trips to Woodstock like some people out there do. Um I consider myself to be a purveyor of the truth and transparency, and I choose to rail against all things hypocritical. Case in point, the other day, Brian and I driving home from work, and we stopped by the, uh, the gas station on the edge of the highway. These cunts in the store, they put the fucking garbage cans right in front of the door with a giant sign that says, in order to enter this establishment, you must socially distance and wear a face mask. Now, my hope is that we are quickly coming to an end with this bullshit that people refer to as the coronavirus and all of the uh, social parameters that have been put in place in regards to this. Uh, Yeah, my problem is when they put a sign like that up. Now, I don't have a face mask with me. I'm in in Brian's vehicle. I don't just arbitrarily drive around with a fucking face mask. So Brian decides that he's going to go into the store himself without a face mask. He's, you know, fuck the people. He's a man of the people he walks in they force him to put some sort of face blocking device on so uh, he pulls his shirt up over his nose proceeds to walk into the store and what do I see through the window as Brian is walking through the store with his face tucked into his fucking shirt employees in the store without a fucking face mask can we finally just pull our heads out of our asses and understand that we're gonna put together some sort of rules of engagement within an establishment that it applies to all the fucking Welcome back to Jackpoint. Your previous session expired 12 hours, 46 minutes, 32 seconds ago. Enter search query now. Searching for dice and pipes. Stand by for shadow run contingency. Scanning system identification number. Prepare to initialize matrix. Welcome back to the Shatteron edition of the Dice and Pipes podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit at Dice and Pipes. I'm Chris. This is Brian. Hey, what's going on? I, f- I feel like I should roll. Yeah, I feel like I really should roll. <laughs> not only, not only did I fuck up a word, but I fucked up a word for the first time on an intro where I actually scripted the first like quarter of my intro. I'm a transparency. Fan. Yeah, dude, I have a hard time with that word. I have a hard time with that word sober just saying it in Try general. it again. Transparency. Now try it without like just saying it. Right. Transparency. Transparency. No, yeah. I could say it. Okay. It's, it's because I was reading it and you know what the problem was when I brought up the the hippie Woodstock thing and I was taking my shot at you because I have to go back to being the heel. Yeah. I saw your facial reaction and it, it fucked me up and I, I couldn't read after that and the problem is my phone, I have to change this setting, but my phone is I guess defaulted to like after thirty seconds the screen time's out right. and then it locks my phone because I worry because I leave my phone out at work. Yeah. And uh you know, I, I, I know what the cunts at work are capable of. Yes. You know You're we, sitting across from one. Yeah. You leave some <laughs> you leave anything unlocked at work and shit is about to fucking happen. So uh so I have it set up like this and because of that I was so nervous that the screen was going to time out. I'm starting to look at your face. I see you like looking at me like I'm an asshole. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got a little nervous there and I couldn't get the word transparency out. So go ahead. You uh Oh yeah, it's uh
1: well, we're in Shadowrun of course. Of course we are. I want uh Bogart is that what they call it? Bogart your uh, your intro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh but this is uh, Shadowrun for Dyson Pipes. And, uh, of course, on Dice on you to fuck up your words. You I already yourself said that, though, by the way. In a roll-to-drink situation. Mm-hmm. And here for Shadowrun, we will be rolling six dice. Right. With a threshold of two. Give you a chance for that critical. As always. As
0: always, yeah. Well, I pass. Excellent. Yes. Um, so we're here, back together. In another session that's being recorded at night. Yes. We're under the lights, as they say. Yeah.
1: Possibly we might get one more week of nighttime recording and then... We should just to, quit our jobs. I would love
0: to. We have so many listeners right now yeah. that I think uh, we can make this happen.
1: Yeah. So many listeners and I have so much money.
0: I, I would love to just walk away. Well, from what I understand, a lot of people are complaining when it comes to money that more people are making money sitting on their ass unemployed than those of us that actually go out every day and work for a living. Yeah, I mean, you see no problem in this. Of course, there's a problem. Like, what are we gonna do? Like, Qu- quit. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Get fucking fired, dude. I'm ready to just completely let the fucking warehouse that we work at burn to the ground. Maybe we get arrested for arson. I don't know, but at least I'll be making more money on unemployment. So,
1: what you're telling me is if I was on unemployment, yes. not only would I be having $200 filet mignon. Every night. Every night. I'd be throwing foie gras in the mix. Yes. Because I'd be making even more money.
0: Yes, you would. Mo' money, more problems. That's what they say. Exactly. 99, but a bitch ain't one, you know? (laughs) This is how we fucking rule. I feel like we were trying to make a point. Oh. (coughs)
1: so um, Salient point? uh, Yes. Mm. Uh, That that was a very uh, salient point, even though I I feel like you're using it as a pejorative at this point. But regardless, uh, I'm wearing glasses. I can say shit like that. Wow. Uh you mentioned uh, these assholes at this gas station. Yes. And I want everyone out there to know that I, too, mm-hmm. noticed they were not wearing masks, and that transgression did not go unpunished.
0: Oh, I know you took your frustration down, <laughs> as you do every time. But I have a feeling that you went slightly over the top this time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really yeah. drive the fucking point home. Yes. Good. So, what, what do you do, Brian, when you walk into this establishment? Uh, someone that looks like
1: me may or may not mm-hmm. purposely go in... Because this is the world's
0: most aggravating gas station, quickie mart. Yes. But But before you even explain what it is that you do, can we just point out how fucking horrendous the layout is in this place? It is one of the most awkwardly designed gas station marts I've probably ever seen. The aisles are super fucking tight. Let me try. Go ahead. Let
1: me let me try to put this together. Yes. So there's two entrances.
0: God, I'm an embarrassment. I can't believe I fucked up. I had written word here. I did not even read written word. <laughs> you fucked up the written word. I fucked up written word.
1: Uh, so this gas station is rectangular in shape, uh, The build, the facility itself, the building. There is one set of doors on the long-facing side that faces the highway. And if you were to go around the corner with the building on your left, go around the corner, there'd be another set of doors on the smaller, stubby end of this rectangle. In between the doors on the interior of the building is where the cash registers are. And the cash register is littered with all the normal accoutrements that you would find at a gas station cash register. Uh, charging wires, charging paraphernalia, cigarettes, cigars, uh, jewels, all, all that bullshit uh, encompasses the, the cash register area, which stretches on the interior from the right side of the interior door mm-hmm. on the long-facing side all the way to the left side of
0: the inner door on the short, squatty side of the building. And and don't forget about the giant rack of like protein-infused cookies. <laughs> yes. On the corner,
1: because the, there's two interior corners the way this cash register system is set up. Mm-hmm. They don't use those. They, they leverage the exterior corner that juts out into the walking area with this circular rack of bagels with butter and a tremendous amount of protein cookies. I feel like the only people who are going to understand how you're
0: describing this are engineers.
1: Yes. Now, on the interior of the building... uh, Interior, exterior, load-bearing fucking walls. (laughs) If you walk in through the long side of the building, uh, to the left is a long hallway that leads to the bathrooms. And even the
0: bath Somehow they fucked up the bathrooms. Yes. Uh... I'm sorry, about the bathroom. You know the one thing that I dislike about the bathroom? So you walk down this hall and then there is like this dividing wall that just juts out. You have to go either left or right and one is the men's room. Right. One is the ladies' room and you don't know which one you're walking into. There is no sign. Yeah, it's on the doors. which are Open. And they open toward the direction you're walking. So you can't see. You have no <laughs> idea. So basically, if you're new to this place, you have to walk in and look for which one has a urinal right? or someone with their snatch out because it is like a a, a, a gas station that's right outside of the city. Yes. So all walks of life yeah. end up there.
1: And the hallway leading to the bathroom, you can't even walk to abreast uh down why, this hallway because on the right side is the world's largest <laughs> ice chest of kosher ice cream. And on the left is the world's largest rack of kosher black uh, black moon cookies, half
0: moon cookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just kosher food. Can so- we just talk about how much I hate... Oh.
1: So you have to walk single file to the bathroom, which poses a problem if somebody's trying to leave the bathroom. Not for them. Well... Yeah. Uh, well, they are chosen by God, so there is that. Uh, now into the interior of like the main portion of the store, they have the uh, the hot dog rack, right? Every gas station has this hot dog rack with the little rolling metal bars that have the the, the juicy meat, right? Constantly rotisserieing on it. Yeah. But they also connect that to the nacho dispenser. But they also connect the nacho dispenser
0: and the hot dogs to the coffee. It yeah, makes all, no all sense. Normal. No, it's all normal. I'm convinced that, by law, those hot dogs or taquitos or whatever the fuck yes. shit that they put on these fucking rollers, by law, they're allowed to stay on there for 24 hours because sometimes they look like, dude, they, they look like an old lady vagina. <laughs> it's just fucking just, just <laughs> ragged and Gross and pruned, dry and very wrinkly, dried out with fucking like it, it's disgusting. They're dry and oily at the same time. Very how, bizarre. How can that be? I don't know.
1: So, uh, to the right, if you're looking at it uh, from the front with the hot dogs in front of you, to the right are mm-hmm. the aisles. So there's the back aisle, which covers the back long section of the store. Those are all the coolers where you get your beverages. Yes. Unless you want like an iced tea. That's in a separate cooler to the right of the regular coolers, but you have to walk into the cooling unit, like the storage area. So you have to pass through all the lettuce and the and the and the cheese yeah. <laughs> that they use for sandwiches and shit. That's so strange. To get to the drinks. And then the aisles themselves. The way the aisles are organized are fine. It makes perfect sense to have a different brand of chip in every aisle. Like if you want Bugles, it's in the end aisle. But if yes. you want Lay's, it's in the center of the two aisles next to it unless you're looking for combos. Those are in the first aisle next to, of course, the uh, Krispy Kreme donuts. It makes no fucking
0: sense. And can I just point something out? If, God forbid, you were on some sort of diet or you're just one of those like obnoxious healthy eaters, this is not, this is absolutely not the gas station mart that you should go in because there is not one bit of healthy food in this place.
1: No, they have like weak old bananas laying around somewhere. Yeah,
0: that's not healthy food. Oh. Weak old banana. <laughs> they like push to the outer limit of like the expiration dates of everything in this fucking store. Yes.
1: Now, if that wasn't bad enough, uh,
0: mm-hmm. the people that work there are horrible human beings
1: to a person. Yes. They're, none of them are helpful. None of no. them are friendly. You, don't, you will not get nary a smile on their face. Correct. And part of me sympathizes with them because the only thing worse than the store and the only thing worse than these employees are the euro trash horrible human beings that shop in this place the i'm convinced the only normal people mm-hmm. that ever go in that store are the two people sitting here making this podcast
0: yeah i would agree with that so in they, retail- lot, they don't have a lot of me can you imagine if they had a fucking lotto machine in there how painful yes like that place is already like it's insufferable to walk no matter there. what time you go in there there's a line
1: no yeah. matter what time. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be horrible. And no matter what time or what day of the week you go in there, the guy at the register has no idea what he's doing. Uh so the problem is there's a stretch of highway that's like roughly 30 miles um it's the only gas station. So yeah. if you if you're in a hankering for something or you need something or God forbid you need gas, this is your only option. Yes. So because of that, I often will go in there. And by often, I mean every single time. I will exact revenge on this horrible store. Uh, I will walk to the hot dog machine. So now I've perfectly laid the store out so you can picture. I walk into the long ways. Uh, the cash registers and shit are to my right, directly in front of me are the hot dogs. I circumnavigate the hot dog island to the back where the nacho dispenser is. And with my little thumb, I will just depress, just for a second. Yes the molten cheese button and just let it plop onto the countertop. Why do I do that? Because it's not as simple as just
0: wiping it up because that cheese just smears. And also it's not close to like the front edge of the counter. So in order to get to it to clean it is a chore in and of itself because it's like kind of set back. It's maybe like three feet deep on the counter. So you have to like lean in and it doesn't look like the type of like base plate on the cheese dispenser that is removable. Right. So it has to be cleaned on the location. You yes. can't remove it and then take it to a sink and rinse it off. And rinse it rinse off. It off right. right.
1: And you can't just wipe it off with a paper towel because it's greasy, fake right. cheese. Right. So it like
0: smears. Yeah. It's just, it's fucking gross. So today, or not today. Well, but- hold on before you even get to what happened the other day. Eventually, they, they caught up to you. They realize that there is a nacho cheese bandit. Yeah, yes. That, yes, that's hitting the is. store repeatedly. Yes. They so, do. What, what do they do, Brian? What do they do to try to combat the fucking cheese bandit? <laughs> uh, they, in
1: my opinion, they did a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Number one, the cheese was empty forever. Yeah. Like for weeks, it was empty.
0: All people suffer.
1: Yes. <laughs> you know,
0: <That's>, terrorism wins. <laughs> <laughs> so they've given in. Yes. When
1: you sacrifice secure uh, liberty for security. You deserve neither, and you will lose both. Wow, deep. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing they did is, and I'm convinced of this, they they stationed an employee at the <laughs> cheese station.
0: <laughs> yes, dude.
1: Just constantly fidgeting with everything over there, waiting for the cheese bandit. Luckily, the cheese bandit is eternal and has no time limit. So uh, on this particular strike, when they yelled at me to put my mask on, and then nobody inside the store was wearing a mask, okay, I deployed the cheese and the chili. Both of them. For a good like 3 second just good. Good. Fuck you. Good. The bandits back. Like the And like we're in the middle of the apocalypse.
0: I was willing to let the cheese ride
1: this time and not do it. Nope. Nope. Now you get extra. No,
0: not when they tell you to put a fucking mask on, and every employee in the store is not wearing one. Right. Like that de- defeats the purpose of fucking telling patrons coming in to wear a mask. Like yeah. you got to set the ex- <gasps> you got to set the example. So, anyway, very frustrating. How are you? Yeah, no, I'm 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 great. Outside of my persistent back problems, still. Well, I mean, the good thing is I've been able to sit down for the uh, for the entirety of the D and D recording, and now so far. Uh, for the first, like, 15 minutes or so of the Shatter Run. Uh So I'm getting there. I'm getting there. My uh, my physical therapist, my live-in physical therapist, because I'm loaded, um, yeah, dude, she was busting my balls that I'm a bitch. Oh. She was calling me out. She was calling me a bitch. I refused to do my exercises. And she said, oh, you're one of those bitch-ass customers patients that i have that just refuse to do like you just you just want me to put my hands on you oh shit and i said yeah i said you know what i'm fucking paying you i said you should be doing this shit naked it was very awkward it was very, and then she what laughed. did you say well you know then all of a sudden he got very excited <laughs> and i said whoa put that thing away my man <laughs> <laughs> what did he say <laughs> um oh boy <laughs> all right Can can you just click your Zippo, by the way? Let's hear it. Wow, yours is so much crisper. Do it again. Do it again. One more time. Who the fuck opens a Zippo like that? Can you open it like an adult? (laughs) (laughs) Like with your thumb. There you go. What a difference. I wonder. Mine has like that. boom. All right. I was just curious because you cracked it open on the D and D side, and I was like, "Wow, that actually—that's like a very crisp sounding Zippo." You know what I think it is. Yours has less. No, mine has less friction than yours. I think that's what it is. That's all I'm saying. uh So I was getting yelled at by my uh, by my physical therapist. And my back feels better though, because uh, my obnoxiousness, I think, forced her to do such a good job, so she could try to heal this injury, right. so she could stop fucking dealing with me.
1: Now, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow when you mow the lawn?
0: Yeah, dude, this is going to be bad. Or uh, so our plan tomorrow is we have to go to Lowe's. I have a lot of shit to do. I, I have uh, I have the the chairs coming for the office, so we can on inclement weather record in the uh, in the mansion. Um, and by inclement weather, you mean cold or hot, or hot. Either way, yeah. You know, we only we only record out here when it's in perfection. Spring and fall is here, and then you know we we alternate seasons. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, so I have chairs coming uh, early May. So there's some items I have to get for the office. I have to I have to finish putting some shit together. So we we want to go to Lowe's. I want to get some of that stuff. Plus, she's forcing me to do some jobs in the laundry room. Um, so I'm going to get stuck with that. And then on top of that, we're going to try to make a run to a uh, to a landscaper because I believe they may or may not be open. I don't know. So we're going to take a drive. So I'm sure I'm going to be digging out holes to put what plants you, in. Oh, you need to like go to like a nursery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Not a landscaper. Right, yeah, a nursery. Okay. So we're going to take a ride to a nursery. I have I uh, There's a couple of plants we want to put in. So like 15. So I'll be digging like 15 holes, I'm sure, tomorrow. And then mowing the lawn. I'm sure that's going to work wonders for my back. And I'll be crying like a little bitch and laying down on the floor with a heating pad like an asshole. Yeah. And and you any help with any of that stuff? No, no. I like to torture myself. I wasn't going to help. Uh, no, I know. You were just going to give me the phone number to somebody who would help me.
1: <laughs> Maybe I'll call Sam. Yeah, there you go. I'll call Sam. And he comes up here like once every eight years or so. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so he's, fair. He's due. Yeah, he's due for it. He's like bump.
0: the Yellowstone super volcano. So he's, he's Sam not faithful in coming up.
1: Uh yeah, sure. I was just saying that like the, the Yellowstone Old Faithful. Yeah, but I'm talking about the super volcano underneath it. Oh Mount St. Helen. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It has enough magma to destroy the planet, apparently. Is it
0: liquid hot?
1: I you know, as a expert of molten rock, mm-hmm. I would say yeah, it's
0: pretty hot. It, like a geologist. Yes. Okay.
1: It's like that movie um with uh Tommy Lee Jones, Dante's Peak.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Dante's Widow's Peak. He had like a fucked up hairline. <laughs> yeah. And it caused people to go nuclear, i.e., right. I. The, I. the old lady melted Russia.
1: in the lake. My favorite part of the movie.
0: <laughs> anyway, we have a great show for you today. Uh, before we get to the toast, I am very concerned. Oh. I need to know what you're drinking.
1: Uh,
0: I am drinking uh, the Poor Man Jim. Delicious drink. It is amazing. It is amazing. Now, I think there, there's maybe two things that we should do with this drink. I think number one, next time we make this, we have to try it with a different bourbon. Okay. Uh, I would say try it with a different honey liqueur, but I ran out. I did have this with the uh, the Jim Beam honey, and it was, I want to say it was a little better than this. Okay. Um, but I would, I also had it the last time with the bullet bourbon, which is what we're drinking uh, today with this, and I would like to try it with something different.
1: You know what I think would be interesting?
0: With the sweetness of that honey. Don't say the basil
1: fowl in the... <laughs> no, no, no. Um, the Eagle Rare. Bullet Rye. A little Ooh. spice, a little sweet and sour.
0: Damn, why didn't I bring that? That's, that's a great right. idea.
1: And I have it at home. Who needs fucking Michael when you got us? That's what I'm
0: saying. That that's a good idea. All right. So next time I have the bullet rye. I'll bring that. I'll bring that next time. If we decide to uh to drink this next week or whenever the fuck we're gonna do this. Next time I'll do that. We'll do the American honey with the bullet rye. Um dude, this is actually it's really good. And we talked about this on the D and D side. You would mention that this is top three. Yes. Okay.
1: I would say number three
0: in the top three. All right. I I might actually, I I think I'm going to second that for it to be the third. It's
1: ratified. We've ratified it. Point of order. Point of order. Uh, Poor Man Jim, third best old-fashioned you can get out there. All right, good. That's very good.
0: Oh, uh, may the fourth be with you.
1: Oh, and also with you? Yes, lift up your hearts and shoot down
0: old terrorism. Yes.
1: Right? Uh yeah, we were talking on the uh, D&D side. This episode will release on May the 4th. So for all you uh USS uh Intrepid fans out there with your little red shirts and your Spocks and whatever, enjoy.
0: Can we get serious for a Here's second? Serious
1: to you. Oh, okay. Let's get serious. Let's fucking let's 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 get there.
0: Let's do this. This is very depressing. I love Sam. And Sam might listen to this. And Sam, I know, is a very big, I I know we joke around here, we did it on the D&D side, but I think we need to address the seriousness of this issue on the Shadowrun side here. I I know, all kidding aside, that this fucking terrible fake celebration is in regards to these Star Wars aerosols, And I really want to make that my toast. Did you say Star Wars aerosols? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like cans that have uh, chlorofluorocarbons <laughs> in them. I could say chlorophore Fuck, no, I can't even say that either. <laughs> Four, six, two. Dude, I fucking... I couldn't even get one. Excuse me, I have to roll twice. Oh, my God. It's part of me. I cannot... I right, that one. I passed. I just... I can't find a way to come to terms with the fact that people actually celebrate this day. Like, literally celebrate it. Yeah. Like, this is like, like a, a... Like a holiday. Yes! Like, the holiday. The holiday. Why? Eh, I don't know. It's, it's make-believe. Yeah. It's pretend. Yeah. It's like a bunch of assholes standing around singing Skidamarinky-dinky-doo.
1: I love you. Dude,
0: it's so fucking tough.
1: I love you in the morning bring and in up? the afternoon. What? I love you in the evening and underneath the moon. Oh, God. The
0: fucking guy's been practicing. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like the satanic end of <laughs> skidmerinky dinky dink. All right, let's just cut to the chase here. Oh. I want to make a toast. Oh, shit. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. What are you, what are you smoking? Real uh, quick. I am
1: smoking <coughs> Barbados Plantation out of my uh, corn cob. All right. Good.
0: I have um, Sutliff Crumble Cake Red Virginia, and I'm smoking it out of my Savinelli Onda. Uh, I
1: don't know if we talked about this on the D&D side. How does that pair with the poor man Jim?
0: It's very good. No, I think we did talk about we did. this. Okay. The uh, the it's Red Virginia boring. is like sweet and tangy. What would you say? Nothing. Did you say it's probably annoying me? No, I said I was probably ignoring you. Well, as always. <laughs> Cunt. Um, <laughs> uh, it's good because the drink is super sweet. I think the American honey kind of cuts through the bullet. Okay. Right. I think that's fair. Um, and then with the bitters, it gives you kind of like a bite. The Red Virginia crumble cake is almost like soury sweet. Right. And like tangy, you get that. I feel it here and over here in my jaw. Yeah. And so it's good. It's a nice pair. So I would recommend it if anybody out there has this uh, tobaki Um, I want to make a toast. Okay. It's very important, and I think it's something that that you're experiencing right now with the wifey. Oh God. And it's bringing up some very very bad memories. So, I want everybody out there to raise a glass because I think most people out there who listen to this show are adults. I think that's fair. And most people out there who listen to this show probably drive a car. And that car that they they used to have disposable income. When people in America used to have at one point disposable income, when they can buy such luxuries as a motor vehicle. Um, the fancy motor carriage. <laughs> 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 ah, with a front loading crank. Um. Yeah, well.
1: Ah, look, here comes Jasper <laughs> in his Studebaker. <laughs> Studebaker. What a. Battery's dead. What a fancy auto carriage. <laughs> Two horsepower. <laughs> Time to fight the Nazis and enjoy your beautiful neighborhood. No near. That might be one of my favorite things to do. What talk through the megaphone? Uh, part of me wants to do an entire podcast
0: of just that guy. Yes, why not? Welcome to the radio show. <laughs> I, I think what we should do is an interview one day. I'll interview your fucking radio <laughs> guy voice. Uh, what I want to do is toast to uh, to everybody out there who, uh, again, most people own a car. In all seriousness, most people own a car, and I would I would I would take a gander in guessing. That most of these people that have a car have bought it at a dealership, whether it's a new car or used car dealership. Uh, My deepest of sympathies go out to you when it comes to dealing with the stereotypical cunt salesperson. There is nothing more infuriating, I believe, in life. Well, I I, I get infuriated by a lot of things because I'm fucking, I'm just a dick, but... There are a lot of things that aggravate me. Dealing with car salesmen is definitely high up on that list. And trust me, this is coming from somebody who used to sell cars. What? I hate car salesmen. Hate them. And I sold cars for almost 10 years.
1: They are a special breed. They're assholes. If by special breed you mean douchebags, yes. I think you can spot the difference between a guy who's selling cars to make ends meet and just waiting for the next thing to pan out, and the guy who
0: really is into it. All right. Well, let, let's even take a look at it that. Yep. Take it a. I should have said that. With take like it a step a, further. I should have said that with like an Italian accent. yes yeah, Take a look <laughs> well, at, at that. Uh, take it a look at that. Fucking cunt. Look at the
1: Chris. He's covered in his own ragu. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I failed. Dude, I- you made this fucking easy <laughs> so I can make you drink and I'm drinking more. I don't understand. How does this work? Oh. Sorry, I'm dropping shit all this is getting bad. <laughs> I-, I only have to drive home with fucking open containers in my car. Whatever. Oh my Who cares? Don't don't follow what we do here. Um There is, I agree with you, there is a difference, but there are also the people that try to make an honest living out of it that are just good at selling cars, and they're good people. They're not trying to fucking scam you, so I don't want to make it seem that every car salesman out there is a fucking jerk-off, but at every level, there are different levels of salespeople that you're going to deal with in the car buying process, right? So you're going to deal with your salesman, and if your salesman can't close the deal, they're going to bring out a closer, Right, which is like an uh, uh, an intermediary between the salesman and the sales manager, right? So they're going to bring this closer out to, close to close the deal. And if that guy can't do it, then that fucking jerk-off from the office is going to come out and just fucking be a complete douchebag and waste your time and your day and your money and your life. He's just going to be a dick. Okay, so let me slow you down. <sighs> I'm getting frustrated. Okay, so the sales... The alcohol is cranking. Yeah, I hear you. I'm getting fucking angry now. Yeah. Go ahead. I like when you're here.
1: I like when you're at this level. Uh, you get me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <coughs> oh, sorry.
1: So yeah, the salesperson can't... It's mainly a salesman.
0: Let, let's be real. Not, okay. not a lot of women are fucking car salespeople. I, I've seen in my history, 10 years, dude, I sold cars two women how were they one of them was actually really good because she knew she was all right looking and she leveraged every drop of it every ounce dude every guy that came in that looked like the only way that he can get laid is paying for it like in an alley you know um so she definitely used that to her advantage and she sold a lot of cars okay the other one was a complete fucking pig that was wider than this table. All right, and she didn't sell shit. So you you mentioned the sales. Didn't want to talk about that one, huh? <laughs> okay, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. She was fucking like Big Bertha. Go uh, ahead. I would be more interested if she actually was good at selling cars. That would be. No, nah, she it just she had no personality.
1: Yeah, I would never talk to a person like that. Yeah,
0: but the problem is, unfortunately, like when you walk into a car dealership, yeah, you, you don't have a say. You'd be surprised. It's very. T- It would be tough for you to fucking deal with the first salesperson that comes up to you and be like, yeah, I don't like this guy. I want a different salesperson. Because number one, I think inherently people, like the normal customer, does not want to do that. They would much sooner leave the dealer and go someplace else than try to deal with a different salesperson and deal with the conflict. Yeah. Is that why everyone always treats me weird? Because I am not that person. I embrace the conflict. I think people probably treat you weird because you are intimidating because of your size. Oh. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I think that's what it is. I think salespeople like to look people like right in the eye. And I think salespeople are intimidated by height. Not all of them. Like, your you're like basic bitch to, like, novice to average salesperson has a problem with people who, I just saw legs walking across the street, um, they're intimidated by people that they cannot be eye to eye with. Okay. Because a lot of sales is, like, that whole confidence thing and being able to, like, psychologically intimidate the customer. Right. You know, and getting them to break... You know, and and you overcome like their objections and right, right, right. ultimately sell a car. Um. So you have the salesman. Yes. Then you have the closer. That's correct. Which I'm, I think I'm most curious about the closer. They would be, uh, like in in the, um, uh, in like the real world, they would be considered like an assistant manager.
1: Okay, so you're trying to sell me a car, and I won't waiver. We can't come to an agreement, so you bring in this guy. That's correct. Now, he is this guy because he's really good at selling cars or just... Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So what will he do different? He will try to overcome any objections that you have that the salesperson couldn't overcome. Now, let's say
1: that he succeeds. Then... Who gets the commission?
0: The salesman, not the closer. The closer is usually salary-based. Okay. So I'll give you an example. So at, at the dealership that I worked at, the salesman operated on commission. Right, so you would get a salary based on prior month sales, that would determine your salary for the current month. Um, they had like different levels, but I'm not going to bore everybody. They had like different levels, but your salary was based on how many cars you sold. There were different ranks that you would hit on like a rolling three month average, and you would get bonuses. Um, so everything on from a salesperson point of view would be commission based. Right? It's oh. all based on prior Right. Set. Okay,
1: so obviously zero cars is horrible. Zero cars, you get fired. What's like exceptional?
0: At the dealership that I was working at, a minimum on exceptional would be like 20 cars. A month. 20 cars a month, yeah. And how realistic is that? It was realistic. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I sold like 15 to 20 cars a month. Okay. There was one guy who was a huge cokehead that would sell like 30 to 40 cars a month. Like, the dude was a machine, but he had to sell cars because he had like a fucking $8,000 a month Coke habit. Right. You know, which is fucking insane. That's like more money that people make a year. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's. That's like chicken or egg. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's crazy. Was he a Coke addict because of the money or was he making the money because of the Coke? Dude, he was snorting up his nose. What is $8,000 a year? I mean, $8,000 a month. That's like $96,000 a year. He was putting Coke up his nose. Like, that's insane. Yeah. He's probably dead. I, I hope so because he was a dick. Yeah, he was a dick. Jim Johnson. Uh, so then, after the
1: closer, then we bring out the manager, and you mentioned that he's just going to waste everyone's time and their life. So
0: he's the guy that if you've ever heard the term of uh, uh, like break somebody's legs, that that's what the manager does. He'll break your legs because he'll come out there and and start throwing like what if scenarios out there. Now. If you're young and you listen to the show, allow me to give you a piece of advice. If you're in a car dealership and you ever hear the words, what if, preface a price that you're being given from the car dealership, it is a bullshit price. The whole, uh, what if I could sell you this car for $12,000 and you're looking at a $25,000 car, yeah, it's a lie because it's a psychological game. Now you think $12,000 all right, I'm not ready to buy this car today, but they're, they're, they'll they're sell me this car for $12,000. So now you go to dealership B, dealership C, dealership D, and now you're looking at the same car over and over and over again, and everybody's like, all right, the car's $20,000, 18000 19000 21000 And in the back of your head, you're like, well, that first dealership told me 12000 Now you go groveling back to that first dealership, and they're like, well, it's not 12000 I told you, what if you were ready to buy the car today I would sell you for 12000 Today, though, for you, 22000 And you're fucking broken Beyond repair. And you're like, whatever, I'll just pay. And people pay. So and that's why fucking that dude, that's why it was very difficult for me to be a car salesman. Because I can't do that to people. Right. You know? And just to hear people go through that, it's fucking frustrating. Which then gives me nothing more than great pleasure in teaching people about like the inside machinations of a car dealership. And I'm
1: glad you said that. I would like to for once Use our toast for good instead of evil. Yes. See, I'm not always the heel, and I appreciate you
0: bringing me to the light side. Yeah, you're
1: you're you're a white meat babyface. Yeah, I'm I'm baby facing right now. So, what is the best way, from soup to nuts, beginning to end, how are you going to not get fucked at
0: a car dealership? Do your research. Do your research. I would go online. There are websites like True Car. Any sort of like online shopping destroys dealerships dealerships prey on people that come in without any knowledge of pricing whatsoever or any knowledge about the car. Um, There's an expression in, in the car business, the feel of the wheel seals the deal, which is basically from a salesperson point of view, you can't sell a car unless you get somebody to sit down in that car and test drive that car. And you can't test drive the car without touching the steering wheel. So the feel of the wheel seals the deal. For the customer... You would never buy a car without driving the car. Right. So from a salesperson point of view, you have to get somebody to drive that car. You have to. 100%. As a customer, if you're just going in on emotion, if you're trying your best just to go in and look at cars and you don't you absolutely don't want to buy anything but you're an impulsive person, yet do not drive the fucking car. As long as you don't drive the car, the chances of you buying the car are very slim. That's number 1. Number 2, you have to do your research there are websites out there when you do internet shopping like True Car where you can go on and they almost like bottom out the pricing of cars and dealerships do not like it because they're loser deals but, you know, fuck them. Who gives a shit about them making money? Like, you want to keep as much money in your pocket as possible. Now, here's two terms that I think everybody should know and not to get too technical with this fucking car business shit but there's two terms that everybody should know. Well, a couple, of three terms maybe. You have the MSRP, right? Which is the sticker price that you see on the car. You have the invoice price on the car. And then you have what's called holdback. Now, holdback is what the dealer makes on the car. So anytime that you can buy a car for the invoice minus holdback, less any rebates on the car, you're ahead of the game. If you can get there, you're getting a solid deal. And anything under that is fucking aces.
1: All right, so let's... Let's put this in tangible terms. I am looking at purchasing a Dodge Ram twenty five hundred
0: pickup truck. That's a great truck.
1: Uh The MSRP is that what will be on the sticker?
0: Dashboard. Yeah, that's what'll be on the manufacturer's sticker, not some addendum bullshit. Right.
1: Okay. Right. Not like the the neon pricing that they put on the windshield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. okay, so. This one says MSRP starting at 33895 Okay. So let's just call it $34. All right. So we'll say a $34,000 truck. So I walk in. Yes. Off the street. I'm interested in this truck. Mm-hmm. I sit down with the salesperson. Yes. <laughs> You're a cunt. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And I test drive this truck. And I like this truck. So now we sit down, now we start talking turkey, right? What is the worst thing that I could do at this moment? Buy a car without doing your research. Okay, so what kind of research would I do
0: on this? So I would, I would find a website that at least told me what the invoice was on this truck. Okay. And you would find that on something like, and not that I work for Car, but you would find something like that on this Car website. So they would tell you what the invoice is on that truck. Then you would have to know what rebates were on that truck. So I would say, like, where I'm starting on a car, unless it's a car that doesn't, like, discount to invoice, like a BMW, like BMWs tend not to discount to invoice. It is right? what it is. No, you can still negotiate, but you're not going to... Chances of you getting to invoice on most BMWs might be a little slim, depending on what dealer you're going to. But on, like, a Dodge Ram 2500, like, let's say uh, the car is 34000 but the invoice is thirty one. Right? That's $3,000 in markup. And let's say there's $2,000 in rebates. So now you're getting the car for $29. So you should be able to buy that truck for like $29, if not under. And okay. these assholes will try to sell it to you for like $32. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So they're yeah. going to try to make $3,000 off of you because they think you're a fucking idiot. Because ultimately, that's what it boils down to. And that's what frustrates me. And this is coming from somebody, again, I worked in this business for 10 years and I tried to put money in my pocket to fucking, you know, put food on the table. Right. As Latrell Sprewell used to say when he's making $10 million a year. I'm trying to put food on the table, but at the same time, like, dude, you have a a guilty conscience. Like The last thing you want to do is fucking just annihilate somebody and let them leave and two days later realize that they got fucking ripped off and now they feel stupid and now they fucking survey you and you get destroyed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So...
1: Uh, All right, so we come to an agreement on the price, and let's say we end up agreeing at 30
0: flat. Okay. Are there any other pitfalls? Yes, dude. There's everything in a car dealership is a pitfall. Okay. They're greasy sons of bitches. So for you personally? Yeah. um, Dude, I was an asshole. I'm saying as a a consumer. Oh, I... If
1: you're going to go buy a car tomorrow, you're going to do your research... Are you going to print shit out
0: to pl- put on the table? It, it, here's what I would do. I would I would never... If, if you bring your own financing, I would never tell them that you're paying cash. I would never tell them that you're financing with your own bank. I would let them fucking work out the deal and then hit them with that shit at the end after you've agreed to they, all numbers. I did that for the first time under your advice, and they do not like it. Blows their mind, dude. <laughs> because you know what ends up happening is they're trying to... They'll give away the profit on the front end. So the front end would the be... Financing. And they'll make it up on the back. So the finance end is the back... The front end is selling the car, right? So they'll give away all the profit on the front to make it up on the back. And the problem is, if for them, if you don't tell them that you're bringing your own financing, they will give away the car thinking that they're going to crush you on the rate, right? With financing the car. And then you're like, oh yeah, by the way, I have my own financing. And it will fucking, you'll literally see their heads explode. You, uh, you will too. I will confirm that that's exactly what happened. Yes, 100%. I will actually take it so far that if we have any listeners out there, that are interested in buying a car in the near future, feel free, email us. No jokes. Email us. I know we're we're like full of shit sometimes. We fuck around and we have a lot of fun. But I personally, I don't like seeing people get ripped off. So if anybody needs car buying advice, at gmail.com. All right? Shoot us an email. I will personally respond to you and I will give you advice on how to buy a car if you're looking to buy a car. Especially if you leave us a five-star rating on the Apple Podcast app. Not especially. Only if you leave a five star. (laughs) All right. That's the only payment that we take here on the Dyson Pipes podcast. I'm I'm not looking for a cut. I'm trying to give fucking sound advice, Brian. Two, four, six with a two. I pass. Okay. So generally, it's a good idea to bring your own financing. Not always. I mean, you might still get decent financing through the dealer. But I would always hit them with, I have my own financing.
1: Even, and then, even, even if you
0: don't. Even if you don't. I'll give you the perfect example. I would go, even if you're not a member, I would go to some bullshit credit union's website and find out what their rate is for financing a new car if you're looking for a news car, a used car if you're looking for you know a used car. Find out what their rate is and tell them that through like Capital One, I have 2.9% financing for 72 months if you're looking to finance for six years. And then tell them, hey, if you can match that, I'll finance with you. Even if it's complete smoke because all they're doing is blowing smoke up your ass. You might as well play the game. There's no thing, there's no reason to be honest with the fucking car dealership because they are lying through their teeth to you. You might as well lie back to them and play the game. Have fun. You know, a lot of people view it as like this like tense negotiation and I think if you do your research and go into it with the mindset of fuck them, oh fuck me, no fuck you, you know, now you can't leave. Right. You know, you're gonna have more fun, and you're gonna have a better experience buying a yes. car. Yes, I never took more enjoyment out of watching
1: people's faces melt yes! with this with this financing thing. Yeah, dude, it blows uh, their fucking minds. I bought a almost an almost ten year old Honda, and it was ten dollars more expensive a month than I got for a brand new car. <laughs> <laughs> and just watching them just lose their minds. Yes. They tried playing a game with me where they lost the bill of sale. Uh, they were doing everything they could to get me to walk away. Uh, it was
0: fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, anything else? Any other last? Uh? Um, don't don't waste salespeople's times. If you're not serious in buying a car, don't, don't go to look at a car. Don't be that guy, like the tire kicker, the guy who just wants to fucking you know you you're bored. You have nothing better to do. So on a fucking Saturday, when the poor salesman, like there are hardworking salesmen out there, like don't fucking waste their time. Like don't don't do that. That's a dick move. Like you're being a jerk off. Like how would you like it if I came to your fucking job and jerked you off for fucking four hours? Love and it. Then, yeah, you'd love it, right? And and didn't allow you to fucking nut. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Jesus. Like it, that'd be very disappointing. Right. You'd have a miserable day. Don't waste anybody's time. Like if if you, you want to buy a car, go look at a car. If you're just fucking, if you're just lazy and you have nothing better to do, especially on a weekend where it's like these guys' bread and butter. Like, don't fucking, don't go. Don't go. Go on like a Wednesday when it's freezing outside, you know, where they know that they're not selling a car. Right. So go waste their time then. Don't do it on a fucking Saturday and be the guy who seems like he has fucking Parkinson's where he's super fucking slow and he's just going to drag out the process for hours knowing damn well that he was never looking to buy a car. Don't be that jerk off. All right? Because you deserve to get fucking cancer. Or corona. One of the two.
1: One of the one of the two big C's. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And hopefully you got diabetes, and it fucking puts you right into the fucking heart island. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's my advice. Let's just get to some gameplay. Let's play some Shadowrun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a we'll leave on a high note.
1: Access granted.
0: You have a picture of your truck
1: yeah it's hanging up in the
0: it, hey right here
1: any he points and uh, there's a there's like a a picture of this shop with his tow truck in in front of it and whenever this picture was taken uh it was a white truck with uh like yellow amber colored like siren lights on the top of it and painted along the side like where like the I don't know what you call it but like where the tow truck part comes up like the towing hitch yeah yeah that big triangular metal piece in like big red like loud letters it says X Gut auto
0: okay so with uh he'll take a photo of it with his eyes okay All right, Thumb duck. I'll see what I can do. Okay, I, I don't even disturb him. I just, I take the keys, I put them back on the desk that he was sitting at, and uh, I will quietly try to uh, to head out. Okay. Um. So here's what I think the plan is going to be. I think he's going to just kind of like... Uh, He's gonna walk around the neighborhood, just maybe for the rest of the day, just kind of check out the neighborhood and see what businesses actually seem like they're still in business. A lot of them. Okay, I-, I wanna get a sense as to who, um, as to what businesses surrounding the garage are still in business to the point where it appears, now knowing that, that these local businesses are paying protection money, like, who would actually be paying protection money?
1: Like the, the successful, quote-unquote?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You know, so if there's, like, a bodega on the corner that looks like it's, like, thriving under the circumstances of the, the neighborhood, yeah, I, I think it, in Shibo's mind it would be safe to assume that they're probably paying some level of protection money since they still have shit to sell. Uh, there is
1: a... Very thriving, surprisingly thriving bookstore. Uh, as you walk around, you find it at 127 Orchard Street.
0: Hold on. That's the mechanic's address.
1: No, the mechanic is at 91 Orchard Street. Oh.
0: That's weird. I think you said 127 before because that's what I had written down.
1: Thumb Duck is 91. This place is 127. That's so weird. I must have known. <laughs> Maybe I did. We could check. We Luckily, we're recording this. We could check the
0: tape. Oh, that's right. That's right. We are doing the podcast. We are. I forgot. Uh, 127 Orchard Street is a bookstore.
1: Okay. So you find this uh, in between Rivington and uh, Delancey. Yeah, that's what you said before. No, the other one was Broom and Delancey. I said Rivington. <laughs> did I?
0: Yeah, yeah. All that's right. pretty funny. All right, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Not me. It's there. So That's all I listen fucking care to about. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: the name of this place is the Good Book.
0: Hmm. Okay. So, uh, yeah, he's gonna head on inside. This might serve two purposes. So
1: inside is uh, a very well maintained for this area bookstore. Um, and well maintained, as in like the the shelves are dusted. Uh, there's actually product on all the shelves. It looks very nice, front okay. facing. It almost looks, dare I say, inviting. Hmm. And uh, when you walk in, to the right is a desk, and there is a troll standing there uh, with very fancy, almost like um like a smoker's jacket. Ooh. Like okay. The old school, velvety, yeah, yeah. real douchey yeah. uh, smoker's jacket. And he's smoking
0: a pipe. Indeed he is. Fucking love this guy. <laughs> I like this guy. Okay. Uh,
1: and you can see him lazily thumbing through pages of some book that's on his
0: desk. All right. So I am, uh, I'm just going to walk around the bookstore.
1: Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. When you first walk in, he kind of like looks up and just kind of...
0: Gives you a little nod. No, I just kind of throw them a like a half wave. Right. Know, I just kind of like like raise my hand to say hi, but nothing overly right. dramatic. Yep. And then I'll just kind of walk through the. Uh, gonna walk through the store. I'm gonna walk the store. Look for anything on uh, feudal Japan. Oh, every day. The same too. Yep. Who are they? I have no idea. I think they live in the neighborhood behind us. Oh, it's a man and a woman.
1: Hmm.
0: I want to assume. Uh, that's a very good point. I'm so I'm terribly sorry.
1: Uh, give me one d6. Let's see if they have any books on feudal Japan. A six. Wow. Uh, so you find one book that's called Nobunaga's Ambition. Ooh. And it's uh, it's a period piece about uh Odo, Odo Nobunaga.
0: Is does this bookstore have like seating? Like, is it almost like Barnes and Noble yep. where like you could sit down and mm-hmm. read and like you're not bothered? Okay. So I'm gonna take the book and I'm gonna I'm gonna find a seat kind of towards the the back of the bookstore that that looks over the uh, the front door. So at least I have a, a vantage okay. point of the front door. And I'm gonna sit down and start thumbing through that book. W- w- I take it that's not the only book. Maybe I grab a couple of books. But okay, that's the one that I'm gonna leave on top. Yeah. All right. So. Or at least that's the one that I'm going to thumb through as I go, as I go through it. Now, are you actually reading these or are you just waiting for something to happen? Well, no. The fact that I found this and like I'm all about it, yeah, fuck yes, I'm actually reading this. I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe I found this book. Okay. So I would say after about
1: 15 minutes or so, uh, this troll makes his way over to you. Oh, uh, I see we've found Feudal Japan History. Excellent books.
0: Yes, I'm. I'm quite shocked that you had this here. This is an amazing find. Ah, thank you. We try to be the
1: distributors du jour for the more intellectual
0: of Orchard Street. Wonderful. What, might, might I ask? I'm. I'm sorry not to intrude. Where, where did you get that pipe?
1: Oh, uh, I handcrafted this myself from the finest briar of
0: Central Park. Well, wow, that's amazing. Do you have any that you sell? Or is this just a hobby of yours? Uh, just... Just a hobby. That's a shame. Beautiful pipe. Thank you. Thank you. And I go back to reading.
1: Uh, is there anything I can... Assist you
0: with? No, not at this time. I'm, uh... I'm thumbing through a couple more pages, and then uh, I'll probably end up buying this book. Thank you.
1: You're very welcome. I will be prominently posted at the front if you should require any
0: further assistance. Thank you, sir. And he lumbers away. And in my mind, I'm just prominently posted. And I'm like, this guy really is a cunt. <laughs> like, fucking smoking jacket, pipe, hand carved briar from Central Park and prominently posted at the front. Okay, I think um, not only just by pure happenstance is this something that is just amazingly exciting for my character, but I think now I'm going to try to parlay this into almost having this become like a like a ritual for the next maybe a few days, de- for like the next few days. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, you know after sitting down for maybe like an hour and just kind of going through a couple of books. I think I'm going to uh, I'll put the other couple of books back on the shelf and um, I'm going to bring up the book to his prominently posted position <laughs> <laughs> and pay. So I put the uh, I throw the book down on the counter. All right. Um, I just stare at him.
1: Okay. So uh, he looks up from whatever book he's reading. Uh, will this be your only purchase today?
0: Uh, yes, please. Thank you. Okay. Um, nothing else? What are you offering?
1: Mm. Simply just the finest books. Uh, that will be eight new yen for this. Okay. Uh, for 15 new yen, you can get it in hardcover if you would like to prominently display it
0: in your domicile. The paperback is fine. Thank you. Very well. I give him the... uh... All
1: right. And he puts it into a paper bag for you. No plastic. And uh... Does he charge me for the paper (laughs) bag?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then then I head out.
1: Okay. You're not going to ask him about... uh,
0: if he's paying protection money? Yeah. No. no okay. No, no, no. Oh. Like, who, who the fuck is this, like, Japanese kid that just strolled in and now all of a sudden he's asking me about Japanese, or he's reading feudal Japanese books, asking about the triads coming for protection. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Not asking anything. All right. Um, So I will uh, I will go back to uncles and um, basically call it a night. All right.
1: We wake up on the morning of January 3rd, which is a Wednesday.
0: Typical morning routine. You know, I'm going to grab a bite to eat. I check in on uncle, make sure he's okay, and then... Um, As long as it's not fucking like pouring out. Let's find out. Yes. It is a balmy 34 Mm. degrees. Oh, warmed up. And it is snowing. Okay. Snow I could deal with. Like blizzard snow or?
1: Uh, Heavy snow, but not like blowing around. Your typical like winter day. Okay.
0: All right. So I take the, uh, I'm going to take the book with me and I'm going to head back to the, uh, the bookstore oh okay
1: Uh, when you walk in uh, you see him in a different colored smoking jacket (laughs) and uh, he looks up over his glasses which are by the way way too small for his head because he's a troll
0: okay Uh, ah he he almost looks like the uh, the critic from Ratatouille (laughs) yes okay
1: ah your thirst for knowledge has brought you here once again I see my young friend
0: I'm impressed with your selection of medieval Japanese writings. Um, so if, if you're okay with it, if I wouldn't mind sitting down and, and just reading. The gates of knowledge are always
1: open to those thirsty enough to drink. Wow. Have you ever heard of Zig Ziglar?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> So I go I go back and I find my, uh, I just get comfortable on that, yeah. that chair again and I just fucking, I'm just reading the book. Okay. You know? The one that you bought or a different one? No, no, no. I'm going to, the one that I bought. Okay. So, but I'm, I'm legitimately reading the book. So I will, as over the course of time, once I get through this book, then we'll see where we're at and maybe I'll buy another one. Okay. We'll see how it goes. Do, does anybody else come into this place while I'm sitting in there? I'm glad you asked. No. Funny. Okay. So I'll maybe spend the, the better part of the early afternoon. Okay.
1: Just reading. Um, kind of like waiting out the snow almost. Yeah, like yeah. Since it's snowing and kind of shitty, I'll uh, read yeah. this and.
0: I'm just hanging out.
1: If the snow happens to stop, maybe that'll be a good time for us to. That's when I'll move on. on. Okay. So. Yeah, so I would say by like maybe one in the afternoon, the snow doesn't stop, but it starts letting up into more like flurries.
0: Okay. So, while I'm sitting there, I can see out the front door, the building across the street. okay what what is it dude you know how funny did you actually look at the map before you did this or no yeah do, do you know what's across the street uh no a bookstore that's funny that's pretty funny <laughs> it's like a bookstore and a gallery that, that's pretty funny um so anyway i, I just want to look across the street or obviously i would have seen it coming into the store right uh what what, what uh tenement building? buildings okay okay i think uh once the snow starts to slow down i just i'm, I'm gonna leave and i thank him for his time uh, no purchases today i see i'm still enjoying the book that i bought yesterday anything else i can help you with and again he says what do you have to offer
1: Just the finest books of Orchard Street. Please, uh, can I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow? Sure, depending on the weather. Perhaps I'll put on some tea to assist you with your reading adventures. Please, have a good journey, and be careful.
0: I just head nod him and step outside. And again, I I just kind of glance, not in an obvious way, but I just take a... uh, I'm going to record now through my eyes the building across the street.
1: Can we just quickly go through what your eyes are oh, capable of?
0: Yes. So I'm sorry. So I have uh, Cyber Eyes level two. So included, when you have Cyber Eyes, you get Image Link. And in addition to Image Link, you also get. Uh, uh, Recording and photo? Yeah, but I, I just want to use the actual terms but yes, recording is is included. Um, So, okay, so it comes with image link and an eye recording unit. So that comes at no extra cost. Then I've included uh, smart link, vision magnification, flare compensation, and low light vision. Okay. All right, I also have cyber ears, cyber ears, come with sound link ear recording and then along with that i took the balance augmenter okay excellent okay so i will uh quickly take photos and video of the uh of that building that's across the street and maybe the adjacent buildings
1: like the tenement building across the
0: street that's correct okay um and if it's anything like it was back in that shitty year of 2020, if we can remember back to 2020, it looks like it's maybe a six or seven-story building. Yeah. Which is par for the course for most of the buildings here. Correct. It's actually, I mean, based on how construction went in the past 50-plus years, um, it's like one of the taller buildings on the uh, on the block, on that side of the street. So... Um, Okay, and with that, I uh, he'll head back to uh, to Uncle's apartment. Okay, and call it a day. Call it a day. Well, o- over the course of that night, he's gonna I'm gonna study the uh, the photo. I want to see if there's any like uh, you know like an easy access point into this building. Um, maybe the adjacent buildings. I want I want to find a way into this building.
1: Give me a infiltration test. One success. So you notice that, uh, the building directly across the street is butted up directly against two other buildings. So there's no like alley. Okay. The building to the left while looking at the front door, uh, that one has an open fire escape on the left-hand side
0: like ladder down fire escape yep okay he calls out to his uncle well first out of respect he goes over to his uncle's bedroom and makes sure that he's not sleeping it's later in the night
1: Uh, no, he's awake. He's, uh, there's, uh, like a small mechanical, very simple arm holding a book in front of him. Uh, a magazine. Okay.
0: Um, uncle, by any chance, um, do you have any, uh, like video recording gear? I believe
1: outside the building, there's a shed. Each unit has its own shed, and I have some equipment in there, but I can't remember what exactly is in there, but here's the key. You're free to rummage through. Thank you. (laughs) I remember when you were young, you loved making home videos. Are you making videos now?
0: You watch those? No. Um, <laughs> I directed them. They, they, they were meant for Pornhub Premium. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm trying to, yes. Yes.
1: Oh, please. When you finish, let me see them. I would love to see... You're so creative, Gaijin. You're so creative. Thank you, Uncle. Here's Thank the you. key to the shed. Okay. Do you need anything? Uh, if there's any soup left over, perhaps a spot of... Soup. Alright, so
0: uh, he first steps into the kitchen. What a a good nephew. Yeah, I'm looking out for my fucking quarter limbed uncle. (laughs) So, (laughs) fucking feel bad for the guy. And I'll put some soup together. If there's any soup left over, I drop it off. And uh, I'll step outside to the shed. Alright. Storage area. Uh,
1: Give me. I guess just give me uh, three flat dice. Negative. All right. So while you're searching through, you find uh, some recording equipment, but it needs to be repaired. Uh, perhaps the the battery doesn't hold a charge.
0: Okay. All right, so I'll, I'll bring that inside. You know, th- they go through all this gear. They go through all the gear. And th- they have a lot of gear in this book, and I'm sure that there's maybe like a supplement that came out. That there's has, like three supplements here. Yeah, Yeah, that, that has gear, so I, I'd have to actually take a look because I was curious... Because I'm very fascinated by the way this game works when it comes to uh, like procuring items based on their like availability score and you know like ending up ultimately like in a store and seeing what's because I would think recording equipment that it's not illegal. So it's just one of those things that you go into the store and then you could buy. Um, But whatever this actually works out better. So I'll I'll take this and bring it into uh, into the apartment. And I'll tinker with it and see if there's any way that I can uh, make the necessary repairs to get it operational.
1: Uh, Just give me um, logic and intuition. Uh, One success okay I would say that you get it running to the point that it can record for maybe like an hour before it dies out okay like it's gotta be plugged in again like you can get the battery to hold a charge for
0: one hour okay all right uh it's later in the evening right yeah shit one hour All right, I just What what, what are you trying to do wanted to set up some sort of recording device, like gain access to the roof and set up a recording device that can record that building.
1: The, book, the bookshop.
0: Yeah, but now at that point, I mean, knowing the bookshop is there and maybe a few other businesses on the block, I just wanted it to have, you know, I want the camera to point down, record the block. And from what the mechanic said, how these guys come around on motorcycles, you know, just kind of Find a way to track them. Um, But, yeah, one hour is not going to do it. So I I just kind of take this little piece of equipment that I was tinkering with and I just put it off to the side for now. Okay. Um, Yeah, and that's it. Maybe the – at at that point, I think it's just uh, – it'll just go to sleep.
1: Okay. Thursday, January 4th. It is fourteen degrees outside.
0: Holy fucking shit! Can I just sleep to April? <laughs> fucking. Get some I love lumber. how we
1: decided to get through winter in real life, and now we're gonna start this campaign yes, in winter. Just make it. I fucking can't escape. <laughs> <laughs> I can't escape winter. Uh, so it is uh, breezy, but very cold out. Okay.
0: All right. He's going to get up early and go for a walk. I'm just going to walk around the neighborhood. Okay. Um, For as long as he can bear it. And yet again, for three days in a row, he ultimately will end up at the uh, bookstore. He doesn't want to... I don't want to blow this guy off if he's actually putting tea up. You know? Right. very bougie troll right. s- smoking jacket. <laughs> I'm now, at this point, I'm more curious to see if for the third day in a row, he has a different colored jacket on. I think that's now my draw. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Um, I'm actually going to go there without a book. I think I'll pick up a, a second book.
1: Ooh, okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, we walk into uh, the good book, and he is there with yet a different colored uh, this fucking guy smoking is, jacket. This one is yellow with like almost blue like uh, fleur-de-lis uh, imprinted on it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, sure to his word, he's got a, a pot. And it smells like a nice Earl Grey tea inside mm. the bookshop.
0: I, uh, so I walk in and I say hello. Oh. <clears throat> I say hello. A very classy jacket. I have a wide range of
1: incredible smoking jackets, uh, Their beauty outshined only by their functionality. I prepared tea for your quest of knowledge today. Well, thank you. And I have a book I think you'll find incredibly satiating. What might that be? Come. And he grabs the two glasses of, uh, the two little cups of tea and he starts leading you toward the area where the historical books are, and uh, he kind of nods like with his nose, right there. Uh, it's a it's a gripping story about the Opium Wars. I think you'll really enjoy it. Mm.
0: I appreciate your recommendation, <laughs> and I reach out and I I take the book from the shelf.
1: When you reach out to take the book, uh, he grabs you he drops both uh teacups and grabs you like almost like underhook under the arm and we're going to do a strength versus reaction
0: test his strength versus my reaction yes two successes
1: he defeats you Uh, he grabs you by the arm and like in one motion kind of puts you up against the wall and he with his left hand starts feeling your like abdomen and he's just growling who do you work for? Who are you?
0: So he's underhooking one of my arms
1: Yeah and like pinned you up against
0: the wall Right right So with my free hand, I just kind of put my hand on his chest. I know this guy is fucking huge, right? He's a troll. So I'm just, I'm trying to just kind of push him back or like create some sort of separation between us. And I'm like, I don't work for anybody. Like back the fuck off. Give me your strength. One. Wow, my rolls fucking suck.
1: Two. So he just kind of pushes forward and he starts lifting up your shirt and he's looking at your like exposed like stomach. He's not going to see anything. Right. And now that like, he's just kind of confused and he shoves you down into the chair and he displays a heavy pistol.
0: I go, what the fuck is wrong with you, you pervert? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Like you're picking up my fucking shirt, looking at my stomach?
1: Are your eyes recording? Is that what your game is? Recording what? Someone sent you here. Every day you come in looking for... You're a Japanese person looking for Japanese
0: books. I don't buy it. I'm into medieval Japanese history. You care to... Who
1: sent you here? I've never seen you on this street in my life. I'm visiting. And I'm into books. Books. What give, is your problem? Give me a negotiation plus charisma.
0: I have passed. I have three successes.
1: You don't know what the threshold is. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. Good point. <laughs> you did. Turns out you did pass. I have three successes. That, that's what I meant to say. That's a very good
1: point. Uh, he kind of stares at you, more glares at you for a moment. And... You see him pull back his smoking jacket. And as he pulls back his smoking jacket, you see multiple holsters with weapons. And he holsters up his heavy pistol. And now he's just glaring at you. So you come to visit the pit. And you just happen to find your way into my bookstore. I have
0: a dying uncle who lives down the block. I'm just trying to have some semblance of normality. You know what? Maybe I won't come back here. Apparently, I'm the only customer you have. Am I free to go? I don't know yet. You don't know yet? Who's your uncle? That's none of your business.
1: Well, then I guess we're going to have a long chat.
0: Well, it looks like you might want to put up another cup of tea.
1: (laughs) And that is where we will stop.
0: Ooh. Really getting into this campaign. It's amazing. Dude, now, uh, man, with the way fucking D&D is breaking, and with the way this is starting, I, I don't know which one's my favorite. I'm having a hard time.
1: I feel like the one that we're currently, whatever one we're sitting down to play at that moment is my favorite. Yes. When we were playing d and I could, if you were like, you know what, fuck Shadowrun, just D&D all day, all the time. Yeah. All right. But then when we sat down to play Shadowrun, if you're like, fuck D&D, yeah, okay.
0: Yep. So uh, I guess that's a good sign. I know and now, you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to the next gameplay session for D and D because I'm curious to see where this is gonna pick up, right? This whole like bookstore angle, the fucking oh, it's 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 great. Yeah. And we just got off of a great, like an epic like three, four hour uh gaming session for D and D. So that's gonna be kind of cool to kind of put the brakes on that and and swing back into this. So I'm very excited. I think we're in a good spot amazingly in both campaigns, right? The D and D is starting to cook up. And this one is is starting off pretty hot and heavy. So, very excited. Uh, To uh, True Car. Uh, A a buyer's best friend. To the fat broad that worked at your car dealership. Yeah, dude. Look, if if your salesperson is a fat chick, find somebody else. She's not good. And, uh, of course, to Stouffer's Beef Pot Pies. I personally prefer Stolfer's uh French bread pizzas. But I'll go for a damn good pot pie. Two dice. And pipes. Great.